I really thought you were just going to crunch into the microwave eating your salad. The microwave? The microwave. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. She's got one. She's got one. I have one. I don't know okay. what I Should I put it next time? Yes. Ah. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> that was amazing. I don't know if you can even hear it. I've got a cocktail. I've got two cocktails. I got one to go from the hotel bar. She's drinking that stuff, right? The June. I I am drinking a Nova kombucha. It is a San Diego based company. And if you live in California, they have free shipping and you can get it overnighted. And this one is my favorite. I haven't gotten on the kombucha train yet. I don't think you'd like it because you don't like I tried, I tried one and it was like vinegar. Yeah. Like I fucking love vinegar and bitter and pickles. Mm-hmm. Like I do too. I, I could eat pickles all day, every day, but the kombucha, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I tried a bad one and it like turned me off because my mom insists that I would love it and she keeps trying to get me to try other ones. I'll get there. I don't know. No. This is the angry turtles. <laughs> yeah, this is Kaylee. This is Corey, and we have a guest, and we're recording. I'm Melissa. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you guys, we're doing our job. We're doing it. Content. Doing job. <laughs> Daddy, need you some content or however Wait, that TikTok goes. Did you see what you were drinking, Corey? Or am I just too distracted by oh. what? Um, it is essentially kind of like a dark and stormy. Have you ever had one of those? Yeah, yeah. I it's kind of like a dark and stormy. They just put some kind of weird twist on it at the bar downstairs, but it was. It's they use light rum instead of dark rum. No, it's definitely dark rum. It looks light. I would not pick it if it was like white rum. I am not a white rum fan. Um, no, they. I think they put some other stuff in it too. Like it's not just rum. I just don't remember what. I've had a lot of them. Not tonight. <laughs> I love that they give you that glassware. I just yeah, walk out. Nice. Wait, I just want to steal it. Yeah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That one's okay, that one looks. Yeah, that one looks better. I guess we were just looking at the condensation. This was yeah. my first one that I got while I was waiting for my food, so it's probably a little watered down. Have you eaten today besides what you got for from the restaurant? No, I didn't have time. You're so naughty. <laughs> I never so- understood the term. I don't have. Time when it comes to food and so I started at this job and like because Miles and I are both working from home he makes lunch and will literally like yesterday he walked up to me and started feeding me while I was typing like physically putting food in my mouth to make sure I ate well, like, that- it's, it's actually really sad because like he served me like he brought the plate over and served me half That's an hour so later sad. I hadn't touched it That's- I'm not and then he came back. Yeah, I'm turned on. That might be I'm, my like new kink. I'm so turned on by that. <laughs> I my my nipples are hard. Corey has a raging boner right now. I really do. <laughs> I bet your boy Corey would do that for you. I fucking doubt it. 
If he was fucking awake, that motherfucker sleeps all the goddamn time. Literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah he's kind of cool. He does a lot of cool things. He does more now that we've we've started therapy. Oh. Okay, I'm ready to launch into this stuff. I'm yeah. so ready. Let's do this. All right, give us a little bit of your infertile background. Okay, so um, I didn't really have one. So, like, in an LGBT relationship, so, like, my whole reason for going through fertility treatments was because we didn't have sperm. So, um, they said that's a crucial yeah. element. I still don't. <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I've heard, but I'm, I'm really not convinced. Yeah. I, I think that's what you need. I mean, that's what, it's like, that's what they say. That's what all those fertiles need. So yeah, you're really <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah. Like, fuck. Um, so and the only reason we really kind of started, ooh, so like I'm thinking back so I've been married for since I was 22 or 23 you know we did the the young married couple thing and then you know because we were a young married couple we had young married couple fights and young married couple drama um which led to you know infidelities and you know not good things Um, so we had rocky points in our marriage and like took a brief break. And by brief, I mean like four weeks of living in the same house, but separate rooms. Um, but you know, very much so questioning, like, are we going to continue this kind of a relationship? Like what's going to happen? Um, and then I don't, I don't know. I think it was just a little bit of everything that was going on. And then I had like a complete or no, before I had a complete meltdown um, and we fixed everything. Like we were both going to therapy. We, you know, we worked on ourselves and then it brought us back together, you know, fairy tale. So we decided, okay, you know, we're good. Next step. Like let's start a family. Um, And because of the insurance that we carry, uh, we have fertility coverage. Nice. Um, Yeah. Thanks, uh, Uncle Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so when we called the fertility clinic, it was May 1st. And I only remember that because they were like, we're not booking out until December. And I was like, December, what the fuck? Just to have a fucking console? That sounds right. Yeah. So I was like, oh. That's super misleading okay. because then you feel like if that's just for the consult, then your treatment won't be for like another year. But it's yeah. just so that they assume that you're going to want that treatment. Also, sorry for the face. I ate a jalapeno and I'm like fucking losing my goddamn mind over here. But, <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you, you, just look, you look so into the story, like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> Why am I um, um, so precious? So, so that was May, and so we put ourselves on the waiting list, and I was like, okay, well, we have time, like, I'm gonna figure my shit out. And like, I did no research about IVF or any, like, I had no idea. 
I just like in my mind, I'm gonna go to the doctor and have a baby. Like, how hard is that? Um. So that that's I did zero prep work. I just you know like did nothing. Um, and while we were waiting, I think like the end of June. I don't know what happened, but I think it was just like I have a lot of PTSD, a lot of trauma. Like we could do like one of those things on TikTok where you're like raise a finger and I'm gonna probably have no fingers like like we could do that uh like sexual yeah, abuse of a child uh mm-hmm. like trauma dump trauma dump on trauma dump like anything yeah. and everything you can think about like emotionally unavailable parents verbally abusive mom like let's pray away the gay let like literally yeah yeah wow. so there's so it's just like I think everything, like all the relationship issues, and like it just caused my mental health to like take a shit. Sure. And like, yeah, I like, Reasonable. and this is before this is pre IVF, so th- we're still waiting for the consult. And I have a complete mental break, like mental breakdown, like not one of those that people are like, I'm having a breakdown. No, like, legitimately was in the bathroom like trigger warning is probably what we need to call this um uh podcast because like people should not listen to it um but like literally contemplating like should I take this razor to my wrists and let my husband come home and find me in the bathtub like I had a plan I had the like everything um and I think I just cut myself that day and then I went to therapy like that was just you know and I was talking to my therapist about it like no I just I wanted to die today and I like almost did it like that was kind of nonchalantly how I brought it up yeah Um, interesting how we like completely diminish suicidal ideation like we're always like oh it's not that big of a deal and then you mention it to a therapist and they're like no this is fucking horrible this needs to be addressed and I'm like oh I felt like everyone felt this shitty yeah yeah that's exactly what I thought I thought everyone like felt this I thought everyone Honestly, growing up, I thought everybody, like, went through the same, like, traumatic life experiences yeah. as I did. So, like, I just assumed, like, oh, that's that's something that every girl goes through. Like, every yeah. everybody has these types of things happen to them. Like, it wasn't until I started dating Miles and he was like, no, no, like, you've had a fucked up life. Like, <laughs> No, girl, you got fucked. <laughs> Damn, dude. So then my therapist was like, you can't, like, I can't let you leave. But she left me. In person. Yeah, because it was in person. Yeah, this was still in person. But, like. Is that how it works? I don't even know. So, no, because I left. I left and then I, like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I left. I called Miles. I was like, my therapist said that I need to go to inpatient treatment. What do I do? Like, I had no, like, at this point, I'm hysterical, like, bawling. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I fucking go to work and go to my manager's office and I'm like, I need to talk to you. You went to work? Yes. No, and it gets worse. It gets so much worse. Spill that tea, bitch. Spill Tell that me tea. Tell me. It was I'm reclining so, and I'm ready. <laughs> So remember, or I guess don't remember because you don't know. Nobody knows anything about me, but I work in HR. So I am the HR lady. Like, like I'm, the, I'm the one. Like, okay, so that's me. I'm the one giving EAP out. Like, I, 
I'm I'm doing the like I'm doing the shit. <laughs> like it's... so I tell my manager like, hey, I just go to therapy. Like this is what happened today, and like I don't know what to do. So then, because she's an HR manager too, this bitch fucking walks out, brings loss prevention in, and she's like, I hate to do this to you, but Wait. because you have company property. And you're sharing the suicidal ideation. We have to do a fit for duty, duty for you, and we need to involve loss prevention. It was just part of the company policy. I just that's so. My husband's in loss prevention, and I've never heard of him having yeah to do that. That's so crazy. Yeah. I don't. I, I've heard of he's had to like he's had to identify a body outside of a store once, but never like deal with any sort of like what health. the fuck. Wow. Yeah, he had a um a naked guy on um what the fuck? like PCP or something. Yeah, like he was naked and hard and he ran in and uh stole a bottle of water and punched his guard and ran out today. Oh. Not wow. the point. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So then they're doing like the risk assessment and it's basically like basically what loss prevention uh there to do is to determine if I could potentially be a threat to myself or to the workplace. So that's why they involve them. Um so then because I was a threat, because of the things I was sharing, he was like, okay, well at this point, like you're basically a liability, so we have to get law enforcement involved. Like my dumbass went to work to share like, hey, I'm gonna go on a leave of absence. Like I I need to go. So then they bring the cop. Mind you, I'm in, I'm in HR. I, I was working in a manufacturing plant and there were hundreds of employees. I'm the face basically because everybody knows who I am. I'm HR with smile. Like, oh, hey, Melissa, like my face is fucking plastered on that stupid face. Like, <laughs> where do you go? Go to HR. Like, oh, there's me. Like the rest of the HR team, like down. So, you know. At this point, like we're in the manager's like area, and everyone knows something's going on. Like the managers all know something's going on because like I'm I'm at work before my shift even like hours before my shift start. Like I'm talking to the HR manager and loss prevention, how and then we move. How old are you? Twenty six. Okay. Twenty twenty five. Twenty six. Right the woman you confided in was she older and kind of like a mentor? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so she was definitely like middle aged in her fifties. Okay. Like, so very, you know, because you definitely have- a generational gap. Yeah, but you also haven't had a mother that's emotionally available, and so you've connected yeah. with them that filled that gap for you, and that's why you went to her when you had yeah. this experience. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, okay, therapist, maybe I should just pay you. <laughs> No, I spent hours psychoanalyzing my own. I don't need anyone else's. I don't know. You spend Um, hours in mine too, so you might be kept out. Not wrong. You might be kept out. At capacity. At capacity. At capacity. Sorry, cannot handle anymore. Um. So, at this point, like the cops come and we're in like this manager's break room area. So like their their thing was, they didn't want me to like have a walk of shame and everybody see it. Yeah. So they, so they used an emergency exit and I was grateful for that. 
what I, what, what nobody took into consideration was the break time. So as the cops are there and because, you know, if you're going to ride in a cop car or I guess if you've never done it, you wouldn't know. But if you're, uh, <laughs> I have not. Ooh, you win this one, Kaylee. Oh, it's because I witnessed a mass homicide. What? Oh yeah, that's awkward. Let me drink to that. <laughs> Wait, not drink to the mass murder, but you know, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll put that on so, your to-do list, Corey. Next time you're out here, a cop car. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's how you get COVID. <laughs> um. So, so like they have to like frisk you before putting you in the back of their car, even if you're not like in cuffs. So I'm getting frisked. Wow. I'm just trying to tell everyone like I just wanted to kill myself. I just want a couple days off. I just yeah. want a couple days off to like collect my fucking thoughts. <laughs> I, I just need a couple days in a spa. Like, send me to yeah. Sedona. Yeah. I'll like, get some break. Like, just fucking get some money and the time off. But instead, yes. I've had HR. I've had loss prevention. I've had the cops. I've been frisked. This is I, not I, I, I take a 30-minute drive down to a, crisis, a 24-hour crisis stabilization center, a.k.a. where they put homeless people that get arrested where they put drug addicts that get arrested, where they put anybody um, who's like not mentally like there before sending them someplace long-term. So I'm here. It's not like adding to your trauma. It is. And I'm just like, but at this point I'm like so vulnerable that I'm just like, okay, well, I guess this is like, I had no idea. I had no one. It's like, this is how me like what I was going to. Yeah. So I was like, when you're 26 years old, you still think of everyone else as adults that know better and more than you. <laughs> exactly. Over the age of 30, you know more than me. Now, I look at a 60-year-old and I'm like, bitch, you don't know shit. Why do people fuck what you say? But at that age, you're so, you're still in that in-between of, like, teenage submission to, like, adults and that maturity. And then, like, trying to figure out how to be on your own. Like, yeah, you may still have been on your own for a long time. I was fucking married at 26. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. It's, that's so, scary time. Yeah. So it was, so I spent 24 hours at this place and they're like doing night, like the, the 12 step, like they're talking about like 12 step meetings. They're talking about like all these things that are not a, a, applicable. So I'm like with all of these people who are like, yeah, I like, you know, I shot up heroin and overdosed and I'm here just, you know, getting better. And I'm just like, well, I just wanted to die. <laughs> you know, like I, I was not in the right place <laughs> and they wouldn't release me until I had a longer term plan. So I had to stay there until I found another place they could transfer, like transfer me to. What the fuck? So finally we figure it all out because like the recommendations my therapist got, gave me um, like the place that she went or recommended, like the one place she recommended was like a cash only only place. And it was like $50,000 cash. And like 26 year old Melissa could not, I mean. Who the fuck can I, afford that? Like, like I, at a moment's notice, who can afford to just drop 50 grand 
Like, I don't have that kind of money. Tell me this is like Malibu that you're going to go, like whatever that fucking rehab center was. (laughs) No, no, I should, I better be eating like five course fancy fucking meals and drinking laying on, I don't even know what kind of fancy fucking foods. And there better be two servants in my room at all fucking Yeah, they're constantly fanning me. There's no AC. It's all human power. You need fucking grapes. You know what? Yes. $50,000 retreat would absolutely fix my mental health right now. Right. Sign me up. So that's not. So I was like, well, I I can't afford that. Like, what do I do? And they're like, well, we can talk about cash pay options. And I was like, okay, well, like. We, we we don't have to continue this conversation and I hung up because I can't say like I don't even have twenty thousand dollars. I'm twenty six years old. Like do people have it if they're not yeah. if they're like four? Dude, you still have like a two thousand dollar credit limit on your credit card you think you're going you know? <laughs> like what? No. Right. Jesus. So I finally get transferred to a facility. I do a week inpatient. I do two weeks of partial hospitalization, which is Monday through Friday with like four or five hours of therapy, of group therapy a day. And then after that, I did another two months of therapy, like everyday therapy. Like I have never felt so mentally sound than I did walking out of there because like you literally, you spend five hours talking. Okay. Oh, that's for a second. Oh, I've always Jesus. thought of us having this adult camp that's essentially a rehab center where like you talk to therapists, you do group activities, you're constantly outdoors, you have all your meals planned for you. Like literally you're zoomed into a camp, right? But then when you pan out, it's a rehab center. It's adult camp. I think we should all go. I would go in a heartbeat. My shit's packed. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like when I was in, because that's what it was. It was a rehab center. Like, yeah, like I was rehabilitating my mental health. Yeah. Um, but people would say like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I just I have access, which is the state insurance. Like, and and this place accepts access, so I just need a bed to stay. I need to detox a little bit, and they're gonna give me everything I need, and then I'm gonna be on my way." Like, oh my god, I don't know that I will walk here either. But wow. It works. So then after that. I realized that like besides all the like PTSD trauma that I have uh, work was the biggest like stressor in my life that what that I needed to walk away from because like the thought of going back to work was like putting me into a huge panic and I was still like I still had like three weeks left of leave so I just started looking for another job I took a significant pay cut and it's worked out like I think the 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 pay cut was definitely worth it because I don't think I would have survived going back to that job like at all. Wow. I mean, even just considering like normal work stressors and then they how they handled your situation, like yeah, worth it. Yeah. Like take some money from me and just do better. Um, yeah. Yeah. How would you have handled that differently now in retrospect if you were your mentor? Like if a if a girl came to you that you work with and said these things, what would you do? So it's hard because like per policy you have to do that. So like okay. like the business, like the business HR Melissa is like, well, 
that's kind of what you have to do. But in hindsight, I think there were there could have been a lot of better ways to handle it. She didn't really have to involve so many people. And if she wanted, like, if she was truly concerned, she could have driven me herself. She, you know, like, we could have made it a lot more discreet because people saw me going in the back of a cop car. So the rumor was I got in a fight with the staffing coordinator because we were fighting over the loss prevention manager because we were both sleeping with him. And HR found out because they found us. And then um, wow. one, because the, the girl that I guess was like that supposedly I fought, like something happened to her and she ended up with a black eye and, and like we were both out at the same time. So people, people just use their imagination. Sure. Yeah. Nothing better to and do. Then, right. And then another person was like, oh, Melissa's feeling from the production floor and that's why that's why she got taken away by the police so then people started going up to hr and were like is my social security number safe because melissa was a thief what the fuck? What the fuck? so this wasn't handled well by hr after the fact either mm-hmm. right Damn yeah so like people. it was just man um so then i started at my new job i felt so mentally stable and called my fertility clinic just to see if they had like any cancellations. And it ended up like, oh, they had a cancellation. So we got moved up from December to October. Mind you, I got out of rehab in August. So from okay. August to October, we, you know, we're just living life. I think in hindsight, I probably should not have started fertility treatment after like a complete, like a complete total mental breakdown. And while I was rebuilding, like, that probably wasn't the smartest thing, but in my mind, I had a 28 day regular cycle. I always knew, like, I knew my body. So I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have, this is going to be easy. Like all we have Nobody to do expects is the insurance. Nobody right. expects the extensive additional mind fucked that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're never like, I'm good. I got this. Because he even told us, like, my RE was just like, well, I'm going to get you pregnant in three months. But they all say it's so fucked up. But the thing is, he technically did get me pregnant in three months. But, like, nobody prepared me for a miscarriage. Nobody prepared me that that was even, like, a remote possibility. Because, remember, I just knew, like, I, in my mind, I'm a fertile person who just doesn't have sperm. Like, we just need, we're just missing one small piece. Yeah, so you're like and, easy check the box. And that I think is what everyone assumed because my, my bloods looked great, my whatever they did, like all the painful crap that they did, I was just kind of going through the motion because I was so just like, Oh, this is what you have to do to have a baby when you're when you're not in a straight couple. Like it didn't even occur to me that like people had infertility issues. Sure. Until like I started my Instagram and I was like, Oh shit, like this is a thing for straight people too like it isn't just (laughs) (laughs) i know so wait did y'all start with iuis and just like a sperm donor or you went straight for ivf we went straight for ivf because we like it was covered uh either way and it had the same lifetime maximum and he was just like well honestly if you want more than one kid it might be better for you to go straight to ivf because thank you like and 
I mean, I'm glad I did <laughs> because I didn't know like we were going to lose. So we go through the retrieval. Everything's great. Everything looks beautiful. Um, this was back when our clinic did three-day updates and like five-day updates. I think now they only do five-day updates. I don't fucking know. And I, I, at this point, I still didn't know what anything meant. I was still just an optimist little Melissa who's like, we're going to have a baby this year. Like, yeah, cool. Oh, um, so, so we have a retrieval. They retrieved 19 eggs. Fuck. Holy shit. That's a lot of eggs. Yeah. Uh, 12 of them were mature. And all 12 fertilized. Wow. By day three, we lost one arrested and day five, another one arrested. So we ended up with 10 embryos. I just so imagined two embryos in the back of a cop car. I'm not lying. I, honestly, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. So I'm glad you did. I was like, in my life, I was going to keep it of myself, but okay. Good. Cheers. <laughs> you guys really are soul sisters. It's actually really ridiculous. Like seeing you guys in person, you guys are too much. <laughs> I feel like, like this is like, mild. Too. No, but like you guys oh, both like move your head at the same time in laughter and like same direction. Like really? Like you you need to calm down. Yeah, my neighbor Wayne thinks she's more of my sister than my actual sister, which is funny. He's like, you're another one of them? She was like, no. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, there's only three of them. One has has a what? Shaved head. Shaved head. That's not what I heard. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so get all these. Do you do PGS testing? (laughs) Not initially, because in our minds, I was a healthy 26 year old, 26, maybe 27 at this point. Uh, no, no known fertility issues. Um, like there were no reasons or that. And we were poor, like we couldn't afford it. We didn't realize that we had maxed out our, we maxed out our insurance policy because we paid for the medication through the insurance. And if, anybody knows things about insurance apparently that's not what you were supposed to do because that's how you max out your policy faster i didn't even yeah no me either i just maxed out my savings account yeah yeah well like we had a fifteen thousand dollar lifetime limit coverage and all fifteen thousand dollars were spent on meds nothing else yeah so so that upcharge for the medication like basically forced us to pay for the actual IVF out of oh because the pharmacy overbilled insurance because it's insurance mm-hmm. oh, that's so fun. instead of paying yeah so and I had no idea like I so I just assumed like oh we have insurance coverage like I I was Dude. still like la, la, la. I, I still don't know anything <laughs> I never will um it's a scam so, yeah definitely is um so we decided to transfer two embryos we transfer the two embryos get pregnant you know all is well and dandy um see the heart well not see the heartbeats but see the two sacks everything looks good and 
I think I was just like it was like a couple it was the Saturday before I was going to graduate from the fertility clinic so I had one last appointment it was a Monday morning at 8 a.m and like we woke up early and we were like super happy and I remember waking up and thinking like wow I feel good like this is weird like my boobs oh, I hate hurt. that I, I hate that when you're pregnant and you're like shit I feel good yeah and I, mean, I had no no expectations for any like I'm just like oh I feel good today you know I'm like cool this is awesome yeah and then we're watching a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer and like Fabulous. it's starting to get really good like it's one of those like really crappy old movies from you know the 90s that's like yeah. really crappy but if you're like really into it it's like really good yeah I need to watch this is it like <laughs> was you a daytime tv movie yes yes exactly. okay. yeah I love that shit yeah I'm so excited. And I just feel like, I feel a gush. And I was like, what the heck is this? So then I kind of, I get up from the couch and I run to the bathroom because like, it just, it just felt like the thing I needed to do. And Miles was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And at this point I'm caught, like bawling my eyes out. Um, and I was like, what do you mean with drag? Because I'm over here trying to hide the fact that I'm bleeding. And by bleeding, I mean like gushing blood. Like, let me just pour this drink out. That's how fast it's coming out of me. Oh, no. um, so, so he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, what do you mean what's wrong? Like, still trying to mask it. And he's like, I saw blood on your pants. What do you mean what's wrong? So I was like, oh. So then I start crying even more. And I'm, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did wrong. Um, and I bled I just sat on the toilet and bled and then I flushed the toilet and got in the shower and bled for another 45 minutes straight so by the time like I stopped bleeding I like could barely walk I was so pale and um we drove to urgent care because it's like I'm in Arizona. There are so many hospitals here because so many fucking old people. Like, yeah, I, I can drive ten minutes and I pass two hospitals and like six urgent cares. Like, really? <laughs> so we drive to the urgent care and we're like, "Hey, I think we're I, I think or my husband's like, I think I think my wife is having a miscarriage." So they're like, "Well, we can see you here, but we don't have the equipment to see if the babies are still there. So you might be better off going to the ER." So we're yeah, like, to okay. everyone. Care doesn't have transvaginal ultrasounds. Yeah, I, I had no idea. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna go to the hospital. <laughs> so drive two minutes to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And um, I get checked in, and I remember my blood pressure was like really low, and I only remember that because I don't remember ever seeing a one in front of the blood pressure. So they like took me back really quickly. Like, like it was definitely very low because I was actively bleeding and like gushing blood. And so you've been I, bleeding at this point for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And like, wow. it's not letting up. So I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, well, but fine. about what a miscarriage is like. So you, right. you have no idea. Like, is this normal? Like I took my yeah. fucking miscarriage stuff out of the toilet. Cause I was like, this seems important. Like, should I get this? We have never discussed this. Yes, what yeah. the fuck did you just say to me? So 
So when I was having my miscarriage, um, I had like this insane tearing pain. And I was sitting on the toilet and just like this whole sack of shit plopped right out. And I didn't stop bleeding fresh blood. It wasn't blood. What? You. No, hold on. So then I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, that looks important because it's not all red. It had like, it looked like tissue to it. And so I went and got chopsticks, pulled it out, put it in, in a plastic bag, then took a slice and put it under my microscope. And I was like, oh, whoa. I do remember now. And then I put it in the fridge and took it to the urgent care. I, I feel like you talked about this once because I feel like <laughs> I've heard this story. Yeah, Corey. Everyone's heard this story but you. I probably <laughs> heard it. I just have no fucking memory. And My the brain is literal I, mush. I waited two hours at urgent care to be seen. And the lady was like, well, we can do a pregnancy test, but there's no real point. Like, you just miscarried. But it's super common. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I should have no emotional Ooh. reaction to this. Okay, fine. But I, I don't know to this day. I don't really know how far along I was. Probably like seven weeks, eight weeks, maybe. Mm. Uh, I wasn't very far along. Ah, what the fuck? We can still see you. Uh, I don't know what just happened. Can you hear us? <laughs> see you. Okay. I think it's because, because I have, I'm on a Mac. Maybe I should turn off my, I don't know. I got a phone call and I think that's why I went all haywire. Sorry. No, you're fine. So you go to the hospital and what is, and your blood pressure is really low. Then, then what happens? Um, you know, they, they take me to the ultrasound. Um, in what feels like forever. And this is like my one big regret is she said that she found both heartbeats and they were perfect heartbeats. And uh, I didn't ask to look at the screen. Like, I was just like, okay. So I took her for her word for it. Um, so, you know, uh, they wheel me back. And at this point, like, because I'm in the ER, they're like, well, she has to go alone. Like, you can't come with her to Miles. So as soon as, like, they wheel me back, I'm like, they have heartbeats. And he, like, starts crying. And he's like, they have heartbeats. So now we're both crying because we're like, okay, like, the babies are okay. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, I spent the next two days just like laying in bed, bed bleeding. Like I never stopped bleeding. Um, and, and then afterwards, like at some point I passed one of like baby A. And then by Monday morning, I, the baby B had no heartbeat. And uh, like I Still, so I, Miles took a video of the entire, like the entire like moment of them, like looking for the heartbeats and stuff like that, because he wanted to be able to like see it. So like, we still have a video of the ultrasound tech, like asking me questions and asking about like everything that happened over the weekend and asking me like, oh, did you pass any clots? And in my mind, I'm just like, oh, I mean, yeah, technically. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I went back recently just to watch the video, just to see like, hmm, I don't know. Well, I don't know why I wanted to re-traumatize myself, but I watched it back and like, 
now that I know what ultrasounds look like and now that I know what I'm looking for, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that, that just sucks. Like, had I known that, like, that was a possibility, maybe I would have done things differently. Like, I mean, and that wouldn't have changed anything, but I don't know. I get it. I totally get it. I always think about the first time I was pregnant and like, I was excited about it. But like, I remember having thoughts like, cause we, we were trying, like it was on purpose, but like, I was, I was like, how are we actually going to afford this? Like, am I actually ready to be a mom? I don't know. This might've been a mistake. Like I had all these doubts and then we ended up losing the baby and it was like, like for the longest time I was like, it's because I had so many doubts that like my body was like, okay, we're not ready. Cool. Bye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it probably wouldn't have changed anything if I was like all for it and not nervous at all. But like, I don't yeah. know. Still would have. I think about that too. Cause I was so adamant. I did not want twin boys. And I'm just like, well, what if they were twin boys and they decided like, they're like you don't you're not the mom for me like you don't want me but like yeah. and I know that's like very yeah but you know yeah. I think it's such an there's such irrational thoughts for such rational people you know like I think yeah. we're all pretty level-headed smart women like you know but in times of <laughs> in in times of such emotional distress you're just like it has to be my fault. That's the only logical reason. But then you wouldn't tell your best friend that. You wouldn't tell your best friend, yeah, it's your fault. Absolutely not. I don't know, Corey, I might tell you it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I would never. Because it's not at that point, it's like everything's out of your hands. Like you can't you can't do fucking anything. Um I don't know. I think the fact that you woke up feeling better is such like a telltale sign of like things not going the right way. Probably yeah. with the next topic, you're still increasing your HCG, I think, right? Very little. Very little. Very little. It's not like it's not doing the doubling thing that it's supposed to. Like it's there and it's increasing, but it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to be. That's one of the like the main ways that they can tell. Obviously, besides doing an ultrasound and not seeing anything, but one of the first signs is just it's not progressing like it's supposed to. Well, that's a horrifying experience, Melissa. That's real glad that you went through like two months of fucking therapy before all that decided to shit on your face. I mean, imagine like look. Um, and surprisingly, like. I dealt with it. I mean, when I, I remember I got home and we had a bottle of wine because we, we don't drink a lot, but we just always have alcohol in the house. Um, especially then, like I definitely was a little bit more of a boozer back then. Now maybe yeah. more of a loser, but you know. Same <laughs> I just got over my hangover from Friday night yesterday. <laughs> Girl can't hang. Um, but I, I have never finished a bottle of barefoot Moscato faster than I did. I drank it in maybe five minutes, like chugged it as if I was drinking water after running a mile. That sounds like a And I, 
And I, I felt nothing except sadness. Like I could have easily drank two more bottles of wine and felt nothing. Like I felt so dead. Like, dude, honestly, same, like 100% same. When we had our first loss, I started lining up my wine bottles at the top of our kitchen cabinets. And like at the end of the month, I had drank at least a bottle a day and they were my spiral bottles. And that's what I called them. And I was like, this is my spiral that I went on. And I had like the epitome of a tolerance because I'm literally downing a bottle of wine every night to not feel my fucking feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. Five minutes in bottle down zero feelings yep and i mean you're drinking a five dollar bottle of wine like your girl had no class like <laughs> um so and like it sucked because we had this trip to hawaii planned and like it would have lined up with like being 12 weeks pregnant and it was going to oh, be over mother's day so like i had like this whole plan of how we were going to announce so we took the trip and i was I, I was a miserable fuck the entire time. Like, I didn't want to go on the trip. Like, we were in Maui, and I was like, this fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Maui. Yeah, fuck Maui. Maui's for losers. Give me a line to Maui. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get back to Maui, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just try again. Like, I remember being at the clinic when he said, like, oh, you just had a miscarriage. I was like, okay, well, when can we try again? Like, I hadn't processed the loss yet. I was just like, it's time. Like, we have a goal. Like, this was a fluke. Like, this isn't going to happen again. There's only, you know, like a whatever percent chance that it's going to happen again. Yeah. So we do another transfer. Everything's beautiful. Get pregnant again. See the baby again. This time, the day after we have our first ultrasound, I start bleeding. And I'm just, and like, we're cooking dinner this time and like literally chopping like potatoes or something. And I feel that same gosh. I'm like, you know what, this sucks. So I run to the bathroom again and bleeding again. So we're like, well, time to go to the hospital. So instead of going to the same ER, we decided maybe it's the ER fault that we had a miscarriage. Let's go to a different ER. <laughs> and, um, by the time I got to the ultrasound, like to to do the transvaginal ultrasound, yeah, um, I I passed it. So I think when I was getting undressed, it like fell out because I remember like a blob, like a blob coming out, and um, and uh, after that, I was like I wonder what this is similar to what you did and. I picked it up, put it in some toilet paper. I didn't say anything to the ultrasound tech because I was like, what am I going to, what am I going to say to you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, she's like giving me the most painful ultrasound, the most painful transvaginal ultrasound I've ever had. Like, I don't know what the fuck she was doing, but she was ramming it in there. Not the good kind of ramming. Miles is here. He's like, who the fuck are you talking to? They're my tampon friends. Did you say tampon friends? Yes. Okay, so I didn't realize that your guys' logo was a bloody tampon uh, until he was like, those are your tampon friends. When the Christmas letter came? Or the Christmas card? Yeah. 
Wait, come on the camera. We want to see you. Do you want to see Mason oh, too? Yeah, <laughs> I told them about how you fed me lunch yesterday and they both got turned on. Very turned on. Very hot. Very hot. Yeah. Very sick. Okay, bye. Tampon friend. Tampon friend. <laughs> he was like, so whenever I listen to the podcast, he was like, are you listening to those tampon girls again? I don't know how to explain how much joy that just brought me. Tampon <laughs> friends. That should be like our, we need to do a post about being tampon friends. That's like our superhero squad name. Like it's yes. like our comic book would be tampon friends. Yes. I'm obsessed. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yay, Miles. Wow. <laughs> that brought me so much life. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. Miles walked by right now and did the little like eyebrow raise thing. But... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <this is so hard. laughs> okay. Uh, I haven't smiled this hard in a minute. My face hurts so bad. Oh, um, yeah, man. That could be our tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Back to the <laughs> um. So by the time I get to the ultrasound, she you know, everything has already passed because by the time the PA comes and sees me, she's like, well, are you sure you saw, are you sure you, you saw something? I was like, yes, I had an ultrasound literally yesterday, like literally. Um, and she was like, okay, well, the reason I asked is because the ultrasound tech found nothing. I was like, oh, well, I have this. <laughs> she didn't really look at it. Which is like, oh, okay. And then kind of picking them through the way. <laughs> oh, I could have done that. <laughs> um, oh, fucking hell. So, so then, like, you know, we have another miscarriage and we're like, damn, like, this is not going to work. So now we're down to six embryos because we transferred two each time. So we're at this point, we're like, okay. Um, We've already used part of our um, insurance. Like, so we had an, in, a maxed out insurance plan. And then the following April, the company upped the, or they changed uh, the fertility coverage. So basically our entire insurance plan reset itself. So we were able to do either four more transfers or one entire additional cycle of IVF with one transfer. So we were like, well, we have the embryos. Let's just transfer. We'll just use, we'll just use what we have. So because of the new insurance coverage, um, they now covered PGS testing. So we sent the embryos off to get tested. Um, Came back with four. So we decided to do uh we this was when we decided okay we're gonna take a break so we took a break from like july to we didn't do from from our june transfer we didn't do another transfer until november so part of that was break part of that was era part of that was nursing a liver a new alcoholism problem that i developed over you know miscarriages (laughs) part of it yeah. Um. 
So then after that, we have a chemical pregnancy. I had no idea what a chemical pregnancy was until I think maybe it was the summer that Alex had a chemical pregnancy. Rockabye, maybe. Oh, um, I didn't know she had a chemical. Wait, when was that? Uh, it would have been 2019. I want to say I I want to say it was her post in 2019 where she was like I had a chemical pregnancy. Oh, you know what? Now it's coming to me. I remember. I remember. I vaguely so, remember. So that was the first I had ever heard of a chemical pregnancy. So now that's like, oh man, that's a different kind of miscarriage you had. I had no idea that there were so many different kinds of miscarriages you can have. Yeah. Um, I had no so idea. Yes. So then after that, I have a chemical pregnancy and I'm like, no, 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 like this can't be like, this isn't another thing that's going to happen to me. Like this can't be another thing that happens to me, but it was. Um, and then, you know, at this point we only have two embryos left. So, because we, I was so gung ho, like we're going to have two kids. We're going to not do this again. Like we're just, we're going to try to get twins and stop because I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, but wasn't working. So when I found out I was having the chemical pregnancy, they brought me in to do one final like lab blood work. And like, we were basically doing another consult to figure out what happened. And I think I had started my cycle. So when I went in for my consult, I was in line perfectly for like the, to, to basically start transfer prep because like the chemical pregnancy came and went so quickly that I was basically already ready to, or I was in line with their next batch of transfers because they do batch transfers, batch IVF at the clinic. Um, and then we transferred Mason. And now we're here. Started <laughs> from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> I love that ending. And then, yeah, we're done. Like, here it is. Uh, no, but in hindsight, things I would have done differently are... Um, not starting fertility treatment right at uh, right after having a mental breakdown like that was not smart. Sure. Like, talk about traumatic after traumatic. Like, yeah. Um, but really, I think I should have cared for my mental health more while going through all of the fertility treatments that I went through because we took no breaks. Like, we started IVF in. Uh, October of 2018 and our last transfer before having Mason was December 2019. So a year and three months of back to back. I remember that though. Cause I was in Spain and you were like, it worked. But I'm nervous. Yeah. And now, yeah. But like, I think back and I'm just like, damn, like, this is crazy. This was a lot that we went through. And like now it's just shitty because like I have really bad postpartum depression. So like it sucks that I fought so hard for a child for um for a year because like that's how long it took for us to do start to finish because we never stopped. And we like my cycle was perfectly aligned with everything. But I went into autopilot and never tended to any of the trauma, like any of the traumatic experiences until now. So now when I think back, I'm just like, wow, like there were four other babies 
that I could have been experiencing this with, but I don't ever get the chance to. So it's like super, super shitty. And then it was also super shitty because like as an LGBT couple, you don't, I mean, nobody's prepared for infertility, but like as an LGBT couple, you're just like, oh, well, it's going to be easy. Like we're just missing one piece. So you don't get prepared for the infertility until you're already going through the motions popped up on everything. Yeah, I think too, like there's, well, I don't know. LGBT makes it a little bit different, but like I never prepared myself for the opportunities to, for it to not work. Like I never, I never thought that like I wouldn't ever be able to have my own child. Like, well, never in life is it ever a conversation. No. I mean, you think about, you think back to the like two day basic sexual health classes you had in school, if you had them. And it's literally like you have sex and you have a baby. Don't have sex yeah. until marriage. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. never, there is never a conversation about it. You're never prepared for it. No matter how long or how short it fucking takes. Yeah. Yeah. Never can't, can never be prepared. No. And I think too, sorry, I'm getting like IMs through this report that's due tomorrow morning that I thought I finished and I'm pretty sure I did finish, but I think I might have to write someone else's section. Um, I think too, one of the things that we really would need is someone to say, Hey, are you sure? And like, sit with you in that. Are you sure you want to keep doing this? Are you sure that this is the right next step? Are you sure that this is good for you? Are you sure that this is serving you at this point? Like, yeah, the mental health piece is not there. No, right. It's obliterated, obliterated. You are a shell of yourself through this process. Unless you're on and unless you're like, I'm okay, put that away. Now I got to deal with all this trauma, fucking decipher what the fuck this means. And then I can reopen, like, even me just having to get that blood draw, I don't procrastinate on anything. I am not a procrastinator. I am like kicking that can down the fucking road. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. And I don't know how to broach it. Cause like, even the woman that's my therapist, she, had a second trimester loss. I think she was like 18 or 20 weeks. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. She had it while working at a methadone clinic because she's a therapist. And she was like, now I get why people do meth. (laughs) Like, like, this is fucking terrible. I don't want to experience any part of this at all. But uh, she now like, huh? What? I've already done meth. That's what Ritalin is. I mean, okay. I mean, that's like not as hardcore, but it's meth. No, I have no desire to do meth because I like my teeth. I crushed up my Adderall and took it today. Does that count? Have you sent me Adderall yet? Have you sent me my watch yet? I'll send you your watch tomorrow. Mm. No, you won't. You're such a fucking liar. No, thank you. You're gonna get to. You're gonna get to it on Saturday. Like, let's be real. Well, maybe Friday. Maybe Friday because you don't work Fridays anymore. I'm sorry, but you're not gonna do it on Friday. You're gonna take a hike. 
And you're going to forget it at home and you're going to be like, motherfucker, you know, my watch. you know what? From now on, please direct all my questions about you to her because she <laughs> obviously knows what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> I'm going to put him in a box. She left her glasses here. Alyssa stole your vape. So, I mean, that's that. Um, she took it up. That's what I smoked this weekend. When I woke up, she was like, here's this. If this, I was like, this is glorious. She's like, not anymore. <laughs> Okay, I heard vase, and I was like, "Why the fuck did Corey bring a vase?" Um, I have a that I like to bring places so I can put things in it while I travel. She just gives everyone dead weeds in this beautiful vase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! man. So, how was Miles dealing with all this while you were dealing with it? Like, did you guys ever communicate? Did you? Um, were you like, leave me to tunnel vision? I've got this. He was definitely, he, he took my lead. So because it's my body, I was going through the miscarriages. Like he went through them too, but I was physically going through them. You know, like I absolutely without a doubt in my mind was in more pain during my miscarriage than giving birth to Mason. Like, so the only reason I got an epidural was because I started to feel like a miscarriage and that was the only reason I was like I can't have such a happy moment in my life trigger me to some of the worst moments of my life so I got the epidural and I was like I can't your body contracts the same way your body goes through the same like things that when you have a miscarriage that you would go when you're when you physically go into labor to labor that's in essence, what you're doing, you're just not delivering a term baby. Yeah. I'm, I guess I never really thought it, thought about it on that level. Like having that miscarriage and then, yeah, I, I literally never thought of it that way. That's fucked up. Yeah. They also gave me the same medication for my miscarriage that I got to dilate me when I was induced with Mason. Same exact medicine. Same exact dose, same everything. Kaylee, what's the difference? I know, I'm trying to figure out if you're reading IMs or if you're looking super thoughtful and doing something. I'm listening to you right now. I was thinking what chemical was like Pitocin? Isn't that supposed to, no, how do they dilate you? I don't know what drug Um, that is. What is it called? Cervidin? No. What is the what the fuck is it called? Me me so pro me so horny. <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, well, I was trying to think about it. I was like, I looked deep in thought because I was literally thinking, what drug is it? Not because I fucking yeah, know me, shit. Me, it's me definitely so horny. It's me, definitely yeah. That's that's exactly what it was. I, I remember the commercial for that. Yeah, that's the one. That is the one. <laughs> it's also what you take as plan B and me so <laughs> Really? No. <laughs> listen to her. Don't ever listen to me. She's a scientist. How am I supposed to like take her seriously versus not taking her seriously? I'm a climate scientist. I've never taken an anatomy class in my life. 
Yeah, but nobody else knows that. I mean, except for your entire audience. But like, when I say my when I say my friends are scientists, I don't say my friends are climate scientists. But like, like like I feel like your hot factor kind of goes down when you say I'm a climate scientist versus like I'm a scientist. What? Is it the clouds all the time? Talk to me about it. Tell me about the clouds. I mean, it's like it's probably like five percent women. Kaylee, tell me why warming is I'm so guys. hot right now. Like, oh, I'm global just warming crazy. doesn't exist. <laughs> why? Why is it so moist? <laughs> oh my god! Is it humid in here? Or is it just me? <laughs> well, we're, we're never gonna grow up, like ever. I mean, you don't need to. Did you know that you will never stop getting pimples? Ever? Why would you tell me that? Definitely feel that way right now. You want to know why? Because no. it's true. Miles's in-laws are in their 70s. And they're like, I woke up with a pimple today. Look, like, bitch, don't tell me that. No. Like, this shit was going to stop. Like, Wait, but what's their, hygiene like? what's their hygiene like? Like, is grandpa yeah. always coming on grandma's face? And she's not watching uh, You know, I think they do still have sex. Sometimes they don't pick up the phone. And then and then they'll pick up and they're like, what are you watching? Sorry, Grandpa. Like, Grandpa's pounding it. You couldn't eat anymore. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I what, mean, what is this podcast about? Viagra. Me so horny. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored oh by Viagra. <laughs> Hashtag we never need plan B. God. Um, okay, so we're we're at an hour and five minutes. Do we want to go into non-fertility related obsessions? I'm fucking ready when you are. Sure. Okay. Melissa goes first. Don't even try it. Don't tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, we're directing everything to me. So uh Kaylee, it's it's my turn right now, and then we can make Corey go. So I've decided, oh, to, take the, I've decided to take the lead on this podcast <laughs> and direct a question to Kaylee. Kaylee, what is your non-fertility related? Oh, wait, I do like her. I do like her. <laughs> oh, my God. What is oh, wrong? my new friend. <laughs> oh, my new friend. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell us, bitch. Is it your nails? Oh, my non-fertility related obsession is probably my new bed. Um, I got a new bed that's specific for like side sleepers because my sister got it and she did all this research and she's a tummy side sleeper as am I. And then I slept in her bed and I was like, oh, this is nice. So I bought it. <laughs> oh, I think I need you to tell me what bed that is because I'm a tummy side sleeper too and I fucking hate my bed. Dude, okay, hold on. Like it is the dream, the, oh, hold on. It's like the Cloud Dreamer Premier something something. Hold on, I'll look it up in my thing but it is really comfortable and also like my lower back hurts so fucking bad from sleeping on my old mattress and I was waking up like feeling crickety like an old fucking woman you know mm-hmm. and sure. okay uh cloud something Hold maybe on. the cloud dream cloud bed yes that's it cool I'm gonna look it up see if it meets the criteria I need Dream Cloud Premier. <laughs> Dream Cloud Premier bed. 
And the premiere comes with like a soft topper. Yep, that's it. And so it's like soft but firm. And it has the coil technology, but it's like different. It's not real coils so that you don't get the weird sags from a Tempur-Pedic. Okay. See, that's my problem is we decided to go with the memory foam, the most yeah. recent bed. And it's shit, shit, shit. Don't ever get a memory foam unless you fucking want to sleep on a fucking pillow. Like, what the I mean, heck? I do want to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, but it's not a good pillow, like a whoppy pillow. No. Because like, if you sleep in the same spot, it's just going to exactly. sink in. And I like if you're fat like me, like it's just going to sink in real quick. Yeah. And I sleep in the same exact spot. Like I've slept with the same person for nine years. I've shared a bed with him for nine years. So like I am in this one spot, but as a result, like it comes up in the spots I'm not. So then there's like this mountain between us. And it was only like a three-year-old mattress or four years old. So I got this and it has a lifetime warranty. Oh, I like that. That's oh, and I got I got Luna all linen sheets to go with it, and then I'm gonna get a new headboard to go with it, and I'm just gonna like ball out my room. Ooh. Oh, also, okay, this is gonna sound really good, but this is also kind of an obsession. So I have a huge phobia of like money, and I don't mean it like oh, I don't touch it. Like being a poor kid, what? money, money. Being a poor kid, anytime I spend money. Okay, this is something I've worked on. Like, I'm so ready for this explanation. I would have a panic attack and I'd be like, I don't have enough money for this. I don't have enough money for that. I'd budget everything, like everything so neurotically planned out. And then I finally like started manifesting and I think it's working because. Are you manifesting money? Tell me about it, bitch. Yes. I don't know how it's manifesting, but essentially I let it go. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done caring about this. I'm done having this rule my life. I'm done having it rule decisions. My day-to-day anxiety being so tied up in, are we going to have enough when I know we're going to have enough? But when you come from not having enough and being told you're not going to have enough, it gives you this fear. Like you hold this fear around money. And doing IVF was so fucking hard for me because of money. Like I was just like, no, what if we need it? Like my dad was going to rent, like get me a leased car after I told my car, I paid for it. He was going to like get me a, a lease under his name, but essentially using the money from my total. And I was like, well, what if I need it? I have a full blown panic attack. I'm 19 years old. I'm like, what if I call you and I need like $500? And cause like that would have not been possible, you know, ever like, and so anyways, I, he took me to this German beer festival and made me drink a liter of beer and then went and leased me the car so that I'd calm the fuck down. And I was 19. Oh, damn. But he was like, what are, what, what is up with you with this? And it's always been this way until recently. And I swear to God, the fact that I've like, let it go. I've got like double coming in. I don't know how, but I just stopped fucking caring. I was just like, fine. I'm fucking done. I'm done letting this rule my life. Kind of like infertility. You know how you have that day-to-day anxiety with infertility and shit when you're going through treatment? That's how I felt since I was like 13 money. Yeah. So, proud of myself. Growth opportunities. Okay, okay so streaming, streaming the conversation along. Now, Corey, please tell me what your non-fertility related She's in control. I mean, yeah, you, you know what she she Kaylee listened to me like if she, she she let me take control. Well, bitch, can I just say let me I take control? Went to Liberty Hall's house because 
I'll get fed and I'll get controlled. And I'm really turned on right now. She loves being tied up. So just like feed her and feed, tie her up, feed her while she's tied up. Oh my God. She definitely have an orgasm. Several. Look at that cute face. Look at that cute, cute face. I'm going to take a picture of it. Damn it. I don't know how to do that. I, I don't know how to do that. Take a screenshot on my map. I haven't learned enough. I'm not fucking obsessed with anything right now. I feel like I, I don't I don't have anything. I never fucking have anything. Um you have you had all summer to think of a response. Okay. <laughs> this bitch. She got you, bro. Why are my nipples hard? Um <laughs> shit. Um I don't know. I think it may be that Harley Davidson. Oh, God, I really want a motorcycle. But I don't have it. So can that be my obsession? I I mean, you could be obsessed with looks. You can manifest it. Yeah, manifest it. Manifesting it. I don't think they Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The only thing bringing me joy right now is scaring the men I work with. And that's really it. I love it. What do you do? I don't let them touch my hair. That's for fucking sure. Why do people think that's okay? We haven't posted that episode yet. I don't know. Nothing about my facial expression says you're allowed to touch me. Nothing about you says you're allowed to touch me. Also, I realize you do have a spider tattoo. So I emailed, texted you today saying you need a spider tattoo. You already have one. I do. Do you have a, like a raven? Ooh, that would be cool. I think That's you need a raven. A raven would be cool. Do you have any favorite like Edgar Allan Poe quotes yes. to go with a raven? That would be kind of cool. Do you know who Edgar Allan Poe is? He's my favorite poet. Are you asking me if I know? Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that's your total vibe. Like She's... let me go to a coffee shop and read Edgar Allan Poe. With me? <laughs> you do you want me to be? Like, my number one. You got gay women around Corey and she loses her mind. I'm going to get fed. I'm going to get bossed around. <laughs> Ain't you be Edgar Allan Poe vibes? <laughs> this is your best day ever. It's my best fucking day ever. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You know what my obsession is? My obsession is the birthday gift that Kaylee gave me. Which one? And I haven't posted it anywhere yet. The fucking bikini top. Yeah. So Kaylee got us both these matching bikini tops that are like (gasps) what are like the sequin city eyes. And then they have eyes. So mine is like white with big blue eyes. And then hers is like pink with red eyes. And so when I was in town for my birthday. We put them on and it was storming outside. So we went and played in the rain because what else the fuck are you going to do in a bikini top? And <laughs> I am just waiting for another excuse to fucking wear this thing. I don't know what else I'm going to do with it. But yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we should almost make like high-waisted tulle skirts that are black that go with them or something like that. But like cut off like mid, like right above the ankle, like seven eighths so that you can wear heels and it look cute. I, I don't wear heels, but 
I will wear my dog oh, boots wow. and we will we will do that. And we'll take the top off my Jeep like we were supposed to. Yes! We'll That's what I thought you were going to say right now. Take her top off. Woo! <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. Um, we also Why are did- you wearing a bra? Um, I worked out. Okay. You don't take I- it off as soon as you are done? No, because right before this, I finished a meeting and then watered my lawn in 95 degree heat and cleaned out my chicken stuff. Got so it. What I end up doing is if I'm done for the day, unless I was like sweating really hard, which you don't in Colorado because it's so fucking dry, um, I will keep it on until the afternoon. And then tonight I'm going to do a hair mask and I'm going to scrub the shit out of my psoriasis ridden scalp and I'm going to curl really? my hair. Because I just got put on our like leadership team website and I gave them yeah, that. Yeah, and I gave Isn't them that so time. weird being on, on the company website. No. I deserve to be there years ago. I have an ego problem, Melissa. Okay. I think I deserve everything all the fucking time. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. I'm a fucking Melissa, queen. what's your sign? I'm a Leo. Yeah, you are. And I'm also married to a Leo. Oh my god! Yeah, but, 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 but I I am a cusp, so I do have a lot of cancer in me because I was born on July 24th. So I do cry a lot. I'm like a a, a wimpy Leo. Like it's okay. Oh, my husband's a Leo, but he's a cusper too. He's a Virgo cusp, I think. So I don't know much about Virgos, but he's, I wouldn't say he like bring, but okay. All I'm a Virgo the, rising. What? I'm a Virgo rising. I don't know what it means. I'm a Leo anymore. rising. Shocker. I think I'm a Libra rising. I don't know what Libras, I don't know a lot, a lot about it. I, I don't know like, a damn thing about a Libra. Okay. Tana downloaded this app. It tells you like your Pluto, your Uranus. Oh, oh, is it co-star? God it co-star? damn it, Kaylee. Sorry. Kaylee. Uranus. Oh, Alyssa and I want to go to Uranus, Missouri to go to the Fudge Factory and get one of their sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Show me that. okay, so now I'm going to share my fertility related. Uh, You're going to show us. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, I got to keep the conversation going, you know. I'm so excited. You know. Show us. Show <laughs> so and tell. I finally, so I talked so much shit about my tampon girls for doing all this TikTok stuff because I was a, you know, a traditional millennial, like anti TikTok, like no TikTok. Yes. And now my bitch ass. Has an account and I fucking do the thing. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> and then Hold. like I was on Instagram the other day and I tried to do the thing and the thing didn't go and I was like, damn, I'm on the wrong app. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, now my sister, my sister's seventeen, so like there's a uh, quite a bit of difference. She keeps me young. Yeah, how old are you? Now, how old are you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Which over here talking about millennial, millennial, and I'm. I know. Old. I was like, you're younger than us. Fucking yeah, elder millennial here. Whatever. Well, you're not you're elder, elder millennial. Elder millennial. I am like the oldest millennial. There might no, be one. Not. 
82, 83. You're 82, 86. What? I'm 88. No, millennials start at 82. Basically, whatever Gen Gen X was... uh, absorbed into millennials so yeah the only reason i know that is because i spend a lot of time talking to people about generation z entering the workforce and how they don't like the same things that millennials like and millennials don't like the same things that baby boomers like wait what do what do they like what do they not like that we like so we want higher salary like so so they would take lower pay if it meant higher total comp, specifically uh, wellness and healthcare. It's, it's very interesting to see that they would accept the lower pay to have uh, more healthcare coverage. So no, like if you're, a com- I want more money too. Mm-hmm. That's why we're millennials. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Um, and then I work for a company that like, my health coverage is legit. I have a $200 deductible. Like, I have free healthcare. Like my insurance is free. So I, of course, want more money because I don't have to pay for it. I don't know what that means. No, I'd take a pay cut for more PTO if I could actually take it. Like, nope, I want both. (laughs) I also would be willing, like, eventually I want to go part time and just take a 20%. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'd like to do that. I would do that now. What TikTok are you showing us? What? What TikTok are you showing us? I haven't. I've never done a TikTok. I don't know how to make them. I just not. Oh, leading the conversation, and you say you're going to do a show and tell, Miss Melissa, and you're not fucking doing shit. If I flash you and I squirt you guys, that's showing and telling that I can squirt on camera. Oh, we already (laughs) have it. We already have it. We do have that video. (laughs) Look at. Wait, did you add shading to your tattoo? Oh no, it was just that the lips all looked like they were. What are you even talking about right now? She is talking about squirting on camera. I'm not listening to you. I got distracted by your boob tat. What's your boob? What? Her boobs. Your boob tattoo. What? Uh, (laughs) Where even is the camera? Can you see it? It's Corey and I making out. It looks like it. Oh, it is. It could be. Essentially, it is. I like it. Thank I you. like it. Back to squirting on camera. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I do. Fine, I'm going to close my eyes. You go. Take one for the team. <laughs> Take one for the team. Okay, let's see if I can do it. I haven't. Oh, wait. Can you see that? Can you see it? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh no, you can't see it! <laughs> I love that you're trying it though. You're I saw it. I saw it. God, you're getting it all over your laptop. This is the best day ever. I it's did. A- I got it all over my laptop. Why isn't this a YouTube show? <laughs> oh, hey, wait. I figured out how to download the recordings. No, the fuck you did not. Yeah, it's like all over my face. And my- <laughs> amazing. You're in the splash zone. <laughs> all right, 
right. Well, Melissa, thanks for coming on. We love you dearly. Um, we're really so glad to be here. And we're really, we really appreciate you sharing that story with us, your story. Yeah. And keep us posted on couples counseling. <laughs> you know, it, it's actually really cool to have someone in my corner to call Miles out when he's in the wrong. I will say that. Oh, yeah. And I always have sex on your couples counseling. I don't know oh, why. yeah. Always. Even if yeah, I was- you feel so much better. You feel yeah. so much better. You're like, oh, you know what? Let's yes, you desperately need couples counseling. <laughs> we all fucking do. Anyone yeah. that's been going through all this infertility bullshit, pandemic, mental health crisis, like everything. Really good. I have a really good one, but she's expensive. She's $200 an hour. You know what? Worth it. Boy, Corey's rich. He can pay for it. Um, I'm half of the richness. Okay, okay, I'm a third, but still, yeah. When Miles got his raise, I was like, "Damn, hey, daddy." (laughs) (laughs) Is this what Lee says about me? Does he call you probably? Does he call you daddy? Call me daddy. He would never. Oh. Sometimes I tell Miles I'm daddy and then I hump his ass and then he's like, please don't do that. <laughs> You're mob daddy. Like, yes, girl. Daddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I did make Lee do some really funny things while we were on vacation that made me feel great about myself. I'm way too turned on on this episode. I. You need to go have sex. Yeah, did you bring your travel vibrator? No. Yeah. Do you have a removable shower head? <laughs> No. Well, then you're fucked. You gotta do it peasantry style. I know. Right? <laughs> you have to use. You have to actually peasant. use peasant use masturbation. <laughs> well, uh, or if you have like dildo with you, I don't have that either. I'm gonna give okay. this away. I think wouldn't that be funny? Oh my gosh! Does it vibrate? No, it's not good. <laughs> a, I love it. That's really great. All right. Well, love you guys. We'll see you on the other side. All right. Bye. Bye.